Hey friends, it's Sherry. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming virtual summit I'm a guest speaker at and you can attend for free. So whether you're an entrepreneur seeking to boost cash flow and leads or a career professional ready to take the leap into entrepreneurship, this event is designed with your specific needs in mind. It's an opportunity you don't want to be missed. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it will be an epic experience. So join me and 15 plus other top female entrepreneur experts for the rise of the entrepreneur navigating the entrepreneurial landscape for female professionals five day summit. Together, we're going to dig deep into our wealth of expertise, offering invaluable support for career professionals and entrepreneurs like you. Every year you see my friend Sherelle Slace host this event and collectively she brings in over 4,000 women at all levels wanting to implement new strategies and take their businesses to the next level. And I'm so excited to be one of the guest speakers this year. And I'm also attending this event myself and I would love to invite you to join me. So this five-day virtual summit runs May 13th through 17th And during that time, you can catch all the replays of the trainings. Trainings like From Unknown to Unstoppable, Publicity Tactics for Fearless Female Entrepreneurs, or Manage Your Money Like a Boss, or Navigating the Entrepreneurial Landscape for Female Professionals, or this one I'm very interested about, Top 4 Legal Mistakes to Avoid on Your Online Business. And my topic is unleash your strengths and thrive in entrepreneurship. So you're not going to want to miss this one. So reserve your spot now. Yep, go ahead. Put this episode on pause. Go over and register and then hop back in here to finish listening. All you have to do is head over to rebrand.ly backslash rises summit backslash Sherry Miter. So rebrand.ly backslash rises summit backslash Sherry Miter. I'm sorry, rise summit. There's only one S there. And I will put that link in the show notes for you as well. So do me one more favor. If you register, pop into our new motivated for more Facebook group and let me know if you'll be watching the summit next week. We can compare notes together. All right, my friend, hope to see you at the summit. And let's get back to today's episode. Welcome to the Discovering Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I'm here to help you unleash your strengths and get clarity on your calling. I believe when you find your purpose in life, fulfillment, joy, and success will follow. If you're ready, pop in those earbuds, hit that follow button, and join me on this journey toward discovering your calling. Welcome back to the Discovering Your Calling podcast. I am your host, Sherry Miter. And today I wanted to share with you a little story with a lesson in it that we just experienced on our new sailboat. If you've been following me on Facebook or some of the past blogs or videos, and um, you know, we just purchased a 42-foot sailboat. And a couple weekends ago was the moving weekend where we needed to take this boat from Staten Island um, in New York City 
to Clinton, Connecticut. And we had this all planned out. Actually, it was supposed to be quite a few a few weekends, like three weekends ago, and the weather was not going to be conducive for it. So we canceled the plans, rescheduled it, and had this plan. So it was going to be two days of traveling on the boat, one day of just getting there to the boat, maneuvering all the cars, all the logistics. is like unbelievable logistics to do this. And it was my husband and I and our good friend, uh, Bill Moeller. Shout out to Bill if you hear this. Um, his wife was supposed to go with us, but when we had to reschedule, she was not able to make the journey due to a family situation. But anyway, Bill and, Bill is an experienced sailor. He's great with engines and motors, and he also grew up in the New York City area. So he was the perfect person to have on this excursion. And let me tell you, my husband and I were extremely nervous about this trip. One, this boat is new to us, and she's 11 feet bigger than our old boat. <laughs> so we used to have a 31-foot boat on a 29-mile lake. <laughs> so, you know, on a lake, you don't have to worry about uh, barges and ferry boats and dealing with the tides and all of these big dangerous bridges, all the things that we were going to have to deal with on this two-day excursion to get to Clinton, Connecticut, where the marina is that we are keeping her. So we were scared to death about this trip. And we were especially scared about one particular area called Hell's Gate. It's part of the East River that goes through, basically goes through New York City on the water. So you get to go by the Empire State, or not the Empire State Building, the um, Statue of Liberty, which was so cool. And you get to this place called Hell's Gate. And basically, I guess it's where different rivers are converging. So it can be this whole mixture of water. And oh, my word, let me tell you, to listen to the way some people explain it, if you don't time it right, it sounds like the Bermuda Triangle that you're going to get sucked in and disappear. Like, people have all these stories around Hell's Gate. And hey, even the name of it sounds treacherous, right? So we were so consumed with making sure that we were going to get to this Hell's Gate area perfectly timed based on the tide because it all it's all about the tide and you want to be able to go into the into this area into the east river riding the tide and and go back out riding the tide and let you know bill and tom my husband they were talking about should we leave at six o'clock should we leave at seven o'clock should we leave at eight o'clock like what time do we need to be there and like i said there was so much discussion and worry on our behalf not so much bills but on our behalf around this part of the trip. We really thought going through New York City would be the hardest part. So we finally figured it out, what time we needed to leave. I think we left at 6.15 in the morning. And let me tell you, we had the best day, <laughs> the best day. The weather was perfect. Uh, we couldn't sail, but that's okay. Cause like I said, there were a lot of things we had to maneuver around, like so many ferries, you know, taking people to and from work, going, you know, the barges, all of the things. It was so fun though, to go through New York City, to see the Statue of Liberty from the water. We couldn't get as close as I would have liked, but it was just a really cool experience. Like, Things we've never experienced in our life. Going under our first bridge on a boat. That was pretty cool. And actually, I think we went under three bridges that day. But so, so much fun. And we timed it perfectly. Perfectly. 
with this East River. Like we rode the tide in and we rode the tide out. And actually we had that same tide all the way through to our first stop of the day. We were just all flying high. Libra, our boat, she was in her glory because she hasn't been out being sailed like that or motored like that in a long time. So you could just tell she was feeling it because yes, boats do have like the spirit of their own. Um, if you're a boater, you know that, you get that. And like Hell's Gate, I'm like, we just went through it? Like that was it? Like I was almost disappointed because I was like, wait, that was supposed to be eventful. And like, I didn't even know we were experiencing it. Like it was just part of the trip. So that big worry and fear we had ended up being nothing, like nothing to fear. Now, yes, I'm sure if we had not timed it right and we had not planned for it and we had not watched the tides, it could have turned out differently, no doubt. But for us, it, it just worked out beautifully. So that huge fear was nothing. But then the second day, <laughs> the second day was a different story. Actually, most of the trip went well. We you know, tried to sail a little bit. Now we're more on the open water. It was actually kind of boring. I went down to the cabin and started cleaning out cabinets because there wasn't as much to look at because we're not going through the city. Now we were on um, the uh, bigger part of the open water and... You know, a few boats would pass us by, but there just wasn't as much to see on the second part of our journey. But it was still a beautiful day. We were enjoying the water, getting to know the boat. We did have a little issues with some of the GPS thing, kind of got funky on us and trying to figure out like where exactly do we need to go? Because again, usually we were used to being on a lake where we had all these landmarks and we knew like, oh, look for the farm, you know, is where we needed to find our marina. We didn't know where our marina was. So there are a few little things like that, but we finally figured it out. And we were legit probably a mile, maybe two from our marina. And I was at the helm. I will admit this. But the three of us were trying to figure out the buoys. And if again, if you know anything about boating, you know, if there is a channel, there is a red buoy and a green buoy. And you want to stay in between the buoys. That marks the channel. And if you get outside of it, you can get stuck. There's danger, all those things. And we saw the green buoy. We were coming around through the channel. And again, only a mile or two from where our marina was. But we did, we knew we were going to have to maneuver through these channels that it was in and watch everything. But the green buoy looked to be about 20 feet from the beach. <laughs> and we're like, Surely we don't want to hug the green buoy. Like that's way too close to the beach. It's got to be shallow there because we don't know these waters. But we didn't see the red buoy. So we didn't know how far away we could go because sometimes the red buoy is really close. Sometimes it's a lot further away. We couldn't see it. None of us could. And we, our GPS at that point was, like I said, a little funky. So we couldn't really rely on it. So we really were just relying on looking out on the water to see what we could see. And we made a really poor decision. We saw a couple of pylons out there that had red and green on, and we thought, oh, maybe that's what they're using for a marker here, and that's the next set of buoys to go to. So that's where I headed, and that was not where we were supposed to go. I barely had made the turn, and all of a sudden it was like this bump. Very uneventful, but it was just like bump. <laughs> We were stuck. We had stopped. 
we were not moving anymore. And our keel had got stuck in the mud. Now, luckily, it was just mud, so no damage there. But we were stuck in this mud. And Bill tried to maneuver the boat in and out. And, and that was it wasn't going. My husband got on the phone, a little bit of a panic there. Um, but, you know, got on the phone, we were all kind of like, what do we do now? And Again, only a couple miles from where we needed to be for the night. So he called the sea tow people to see if they could come and help us get unstuck. And he pulled and tugged. And I mean, it took him like a half an hour to get there. I'm really short and needed this part of the story. But once he got there, he's pulling and tugging. And his boat was going wild, the sea tow guy. And he tried a few other things. And our boat was just not budging at all. And honestly, watching him do this, it was so nerve wracking. Like I was worried that him trying to pull our boat out of this being stuck in the mud was going to cause way more damage than if we just waited for the tide to come in or the tide to come out or yeah, the tide to come in because the tide was out. So the water was more shallow. That's why we got stuck. And we ended up just having to wait for the tide to flow back in which was pretty much three hours. Luckily, I had had provisions on board. So I just went in and we cooked dinner and I had a glass of wine. We enjoyed the sunset, tried to play with the GPS thing to figure out like what was going on with that. And otherwise had a nice evening and several boaters came over. Like it was so friendly. You know, can you need anything? Is there anything I can do? The guy at the marina we're staying at was calling. He could almost see us from where he was. Like as the crow flew, like you could see the marina. I mean, we had to maneuver through a channel, but anyway, it was not a bad wait. The only thing that we hated was that our friend Bill was going to be driving home, which was like two and a half, three hour drive after we got back to the marina, which was not until like nine o'clock. But I sat afterwards and I just started thinking about that whole experience and how that's so much like anytime we're doing anything new in life and the lessons we can learn from our experience that you can take away from it with as much as I did. Those are the things I want to share here with you. And again, whether you're looking to discover your calling, maybe you know your calling and you're in the beginning phases of starting a new business, or maybe you're just planning on running a marathon or hitting some a huge goal that you've never done before in your life. And maybe you're a new mom, maybe you're getting married. It doesn't really matter. Anytime you're starting something new or searching for something or growing to that next level, these are three of the lessons you can walk away with that can help serve you in those scenarios. One is sometimes the biggest fears we have are often only stories we tell ourselves, that they're all up in our head and we get so worried about things that will never come to fruition. Just like we were so worried about getting through Hell's Gate and what would happen if we timed it wrong. And there was ended up being nothing. Now, again, yes, you do want to time it right. Yes, you do need to pay attention to the tides. I'm not saying that. But for us, we figured it out. We, we went in with intention. So we faced the fear and it was easy. It was easy. And that's the first lesson is sometimes you just need to face the fear because if we just stay thinking about it, we can make it so big in our head. 
when in reality, we can conquer that fear easily. So what's that big fear that you keep thinking about that's keeping you from moving forward with your big goal? Maybe you just need to face it. Just get an action plan and go move through it. And you will probably find it's not near as scary as you thought it was going to be. The second lesson that I want to share with you is that unlike those fears that we create this big thing about, sometimes it's the little things that we don't see that can actually keep us stuck. Sometimes there are little things that appear out of nowhere, but in reality, they're the fears buried deep down inside of us that can really keep us from moving towards that big goal and dream. Sometimes they're outside. Sometimes it's the way somebody says something to us. Sometimes it's the way somebody looks at us. Sometimes it's just the funkiest little things that will stop us from achieving our big goals and dreams in life. So what are the little things that you need to be cautious of that can stop you? that don't seem like they're big, but they're actually the ones that will keep you stuck. The third lesson I wanna share with you that we got out of that is that when you do get stuck, and let me tell you, friend, at some point, if you are pursuing something big in life, you will get stuck at some point, and you will be frustrated that things are not moving as quickly as you wanted it to go. You can taste the finish line, but you're just not there yet. When you get in that place, Here's the lesson I want you to walk away with for that. We have to be patient. We have to wait on God's natural timing. Just like we had to wait for the tide to come in so that we could be set free and go. So there was no damage caused to our boat. Instead of forcing it and pulling and tugging, we just have to wait. And I know, I know, I know that's so frustrating when we have ginormous goals that we're working towards or we're trying to figure out like, what is my calling? I hear this from my clients all the time. I just want to know what it is. And if we try to force things, and I've experienced this myself, and I try to force a goal to happen and I come up with these schemes and gimmicks and all this, it just feels icky and it's not as fun and it just doesn't work as well. Then when we just like, okay, all right, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to wait on your timing. Yes, we need to be prepared. Yes, we need to be taking the steps he's expecting us to take. But sometimes the last thing we need to do is just wait on him to say, go. Wait on him to say, now is the time to move forward. Now it's clear. Now the water's high enough that you can make it all the way to your destination. So I hope, my friends, that one, again, you are pursuing something big. You are pursuing some something so big that you do have those big fears, that you have to be cautious of the little things that could stop you, and that you know enough to, you can discern when it's time to just wait and be patient and trust the process. And just like we can't wait to experience more excursions on Libra, I hope that you can't wait to go out and find your calling, run that marathon, start that business, scale that business, whatever it is that you are looking to do this year, you've got it in you and you deserve to live a life That is extraordinary. Live a life full of anticipation. Live a life that leaves you breathless. Live a life that's full of joy. 
and success and fulfillment. But when you do, those challenges will come. Thank you for spending this time with me. My hope is something you heard today inspires you to take action toward discovering your calling. I just have two favors to ask of you before you go. One, if you found value and enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you might hear your review read on a future episode. And two, can you share this episode with three friends who will also enjoy it as much as you did? By doing these things, you will help us grow the podcast to make a bigger impact on the world. And until next week, remember, you've been created to live a life of fulfillment, freedom, purpose, success, and joy.